Hey there, friend. If you are tired of feeling tossed around by the busyness and heaviness of life, or if you've had enough of that sneaking suspicion that you just aren't good enough, and if you want to be done with feeling rushed around from one half to to the next, then I want to welcome you to Unshaken Rain. Guess what? Frantic, frazzled, and pushed around by life's worries and trials and fears, that's not who you are, sister, and you don't have to put up with it anymore. You are a daughter of God, so that means that you are royalty. You are chosen, uniquely positioned to give hope and peace here on earth. And maybe all that sounds nice and stuff, but also people are hurting, relationships get messed up, we fight with our husbands and yell at our kids because they walk out the front door with only one shoe on. Listen, I know that life is full of twists and turns and hurt and disappointments. I know that the heartache can feel absolutely crushing, but that is not what we are defined by. I'm done hanging out in that place and you can be too. So come find freedom from the heaviness. Get immersed in the truth of who you are and discover the practical tools you have available to you so that you can stand steady in the face of life's uncertainties. Confident in the Lord and confident that the you he made is good. You are more than a conqueror, my friend. You totally rule. I'm Corey Hallett, and this is Unshaken Rain. Hello, Happy New Year. I cannot wait to get 2019 started. I am so excited about this year and, you know, I'm not even really sure why. I just feel like something big and awesome is about to happen and it's like I can taste it or smell it somehow and I just know it's going to be wonderful. I want to thank you for kicking your year off with me here. I'm just so honored that you take the time to listen to the little thoughts that I have. It's always my hope that you are encouraged and inspired by these recordings and that the Lord meets you in new ways somehow through me sharing the things that I have learned and walked through. Um, One of my hopes for 2019 is that this little podcast of mine reaches more and more people. My heart for Unshaken Rain is to build a community of women who are really reaching out for more in the Lord, who are actively pursuing deeper understanding of their worth and authority as given to them from their father, and who are launched into their own lives with a renewed sense of purpose, intention, and fire to see the Lord move. I can only share what I have learned, but I can tell you this. In these last few years, the Lord has poured over me a fresh understanding of my worth, a fresh confidence in my voice, and a new thankfulness for the gifts that he's given me to use for his glory here on earth. And it has changed how I think how I act. It has changed how I deal with hurt. It has changed how I mother, how I wife. It has changed how I eat and even how I sleep. Like seriously, I go to sleep differently than I used to because of the awareness I have of his presence and how cherished I am. And I want this same freshness for you. And I want it for your friends too. So if you want Would you give me a little New Year's present and share this podcast with your friends? 
tell your Bible study group or share it with your girl tribe. You could screenshot your phone and share that on Instagram, or you could attach the link on Facebook, or hey, you could just shout it out that you've been listening to a podcast that is inspiring you, hopefully. Um, And if you aren't part of our Facebook group, you should be. Um, And then you could tell your friends about that too. And lastly, and probably one of the best ways to bless, bless my socks off would be to leave a review on iTunes. Because basically, you know, because of algorithms and stuff that I don't understand, you leaving a review somehow tells iTunes how to suggest this podcast to other women like you. Um, Kind of like if you buy a rake on Amazon, you are going to get flooded with ads for shovels, even when you're not on the Amazon website anymore. So it's creepy, but also super helpful. (laughs) So that was a long way of saying, tell your friends and comrades, leave a review, join the Facebook group, and let's have some serious fun this year. So now let's dive into the main point of this episode, because that wasn't actually it. Um, I want to share with you my word of the year for 2019 and kind of tell you how that word is going to be influencing my life and hopefully also this podcast. Now, I am someone who used to roll my eyes at word of the year things, and that's probably because at that time, my word of the year would have been something like survive or desperation or send help. Um, And those words wouldn't have felt very inspiring. And I kind of wasn't inspired. My mindset, my heart set, my soul set was all off. And I think that sometimes Um, choosing a word of the year can just compound a mindset that is off. I hear and I see a lot of words of the year that can be very recipient focused, right? There are quizzes on Facebook that I've seen. And sometimes the word output that you get is something that the person is going to just get or have landed in their lap. And I have a hard time with that because I know personally how that sets me up. Like, oh, yeah, I sure hope gladness falls into my lap this year. And then when it doesn't, it just, boom, disappointment on top of the fear of disappointment. And that leaves me in a bad place. So overall, I just avoided choosing things like words of the year because I didn't want any more reason for feeling disappointed when that stupid word didn't come true for me, right? So then in November, just a couple months ago, I was thinking about this new year coming and just ruminating on the breakthrough that I'm hoping for and believing for. And suddenly I felt very strongly the Lord telling me that I was to celebrate in 2019. And actually the urging from him was to celebrate anyways, to celebrate now and to celebrate the process. And I shared this with Matt and he was just like, yes, I like that. Um, And it felt very confirming based on other things that have been going on for us and in us. And so our family word of the year is celebration. But I didn't want to just smack this word on 2019 and move on. I wanted to really dig in to why and how I was going to do this. So I've been really meditating on it and discussing it with the Lord like, What does that really look like to choose celebration, to actively and proactively celebrate? 
So I sat and thought through the year. And you might not know this about me, but I am a highly thematic person. If I'm working on a project that doesn't have a theme, I'm typically really frustrated because the theme just helps me to think it through. And my favorite themes are ones that would last an entire year. So like when I write um, the Bible curriculum for our kids that we use in our homeschool, it's a yearly theme. It's a year-long theme. Anything less than that to me just in my own head feels incomplete. Um, And even when I'm planning these podcast episodes, I find myself craving a year long overarching journey that the podcast will go on. And I just feel something so spiritual about the cycle of seasons and the cycle of the year and how that corresponds with my heart. So like prepping for growth in the winter, nurturing that growth in the spring, resting in the growth in summer and then celebrating the growth and the harvest in the fall and then that renewed settled expectation of new growth again as winter begins it just gives my heart a rhythm so I am literally basically incapable of being like okay nice celebration in 2019 we'll see No, I have to sit and think about how that's going to play out. And actually, it was a super sweet time with the Lord. I sat and pondered each month with, obviously, there are some obvious ways to celebrate in each month, the ones that have holidays. But then I also asked him how we specifically as a family are supposed to celebrate and what we are supposed to celebrate in each month. And it came to me during this time that I really wanted to share the journey of this with you here on the podcast. Kind of like the book, The Happiness Project, which I don't know if any of you have read that, but this is kind of my own personal celebration project. And the difference being from The Happiness Project, which is great, and I enjoyed that book, but I'm not doing this because I just want to feel more celebration um, or because I just want to have more fun. The reason that the word celebration and the concept of celebrating now and celebrating anyways is significant to me is because on paper, our life can look a bit difficult to celebrate. Now, I don't like mulling over these things because I have spent years realigning my thoughts with Christ and the restoration that he is up to. So I don't like going and over and over the things in my life that are bad or hard or whatever. But I do think that there is a time and a place to point it out because I'm not just glibly sitting over here in my perfect little life being like, yay, God's so good. So I'm going to celebrate. God is good and I am going to celebrate, but not necessarily because it's the obvious thing to do in my situation. But we magnify that which we focus on. Obviously, right? Like our eyes literally do that. But this happens spiritually also. That's why David says in the Psalms, come let us magnify the Lord together. Let's make him bigger together with our praises. Now, sometimes God bonks us on the head with how big and awesome he is. He does, and it's wonderful. But I'd say that, at least in my life, I am more often getting bonked in the face by the reality of the world and its brokenness, and the enemy really wants me to focus on that, to magnify that. And often I find when everything is feeling too big and too heavy, it's because I'm focusing, I'm magnifying in the wrong direction. You guys, 
my husband is still super sick. Many of you who listen to this do know our story, but some of you might not. So please forgive me if you already know this all, but my husband has been sick and getting worse for coming up on 12 years now due to the arthritis and then compounded by the prednisone. Um, he has broken a bunch of his bones and he's probably six or more inches shorter than he was when I married him. I wore three inch heels at our wedding and my eyes barely cleared his shoulders. He was six three and now I look very close to directly in his eyes and I'm five four. His feet are permanently, except for a miracle from Jesus, which we're believing for, but permanently until then, disfigured. And it's actually easier and faster for me to count the joints of his that don't have massive arthritis damage than it is for me to count the ones that do. Last year, after eight years of being unable to work full-time, Matt got a great full-time teaching job and then promptly got pneumonia and used up all of his sick days. And then we moved into our own house for the first time also in those eight years, and his body promptly began a fresh hell of physical plummet as all the big drugs that he was on just stopped working. It's hard to not feel screwed when you've got Stanford rheumatology and infectious disease specialists scratching their heads and scrambling for drugs that they openly admit are their last resort. And when we asked what the options were after the last resort, the answer we got was, well, we are very fortunate to have these drugs, to which we were like, um, well, Obviously, we aren't. <laughs> so that's one thing on paper that can look really hard to celebrate in the face of. And then this precious little house that we rented, it's falling apart, my friends. The gutters are falling off the eaves, but can't be fixed because the eaves are rotted through from termites. There is a bouncy spot in our kitchen floor because a beam under our house is also highly termite perforated and we would move except that this is literally the cheapest rent we could find in the area and we actually do love the little house and we would move out of state like everyone else is doing except that we actually love it here we have family nearby and overall we just don't feel right about moving right now that has been very clear to both of us The things that they say are most likely to put strain on a marriage are illness, moving, money issues, living with family, communication issues, stress, having children, and substance abuse. And we've done them all, and sometimes all at once. <laughs> now, I want to note here that Neither of us, thankfully, have battled with the usual kinds of substance abuse, but my husband's body has been fiercely addicted to prednisone for almost six years. We are still dealing with this now, every day. He was put on it by a well-meaning specialist, but his body just went wild with it. Anyone who knows much about prednisone knows that you are supposed to be on it for a very limited time only. It messes with your hormones, emotions, bone density, skin strength, 
digestion, clarity of thought, weight, um, yes, all of the above. And yet for us, it has literally been the only thing that has worked to lessen his pain. And we have tried it all. So in some ways, it is this kind of inadvertent substance abuse and an addiction that really can feel like a trap. And then my biggest substance abuse, I believe, is chocolate. But you know, the struggle is real. And honestly, I'm not even sorry. So this fall, Matt did not go back to work in his full-time teaching job, much to his disappointment and the disappointment of the school. Um, he is once again building up his personal SAT prep business, which takes a lot of work, but allows him to work from home and set his own hours. Um, and he's also pursuing a ministry of encouraging men, quite similarly to what's on my heart here with my podcast for women. So he has a personal business and a ministry, and I work intermittently as a birth doula. I work for our daughter's dance studio. I have this Heart Project podcast, and I have a backlog of about six different books that I want to write. Um, oh, and incidentally, it turns out that entrepreneurial ventures also place a strain on marriages. And between the two of us, we have four of them, not including the books we dream of writing. And so I look at this year ahead, and it very well could be as bewildering and unexpected as last year was. But I have decided to celebrate. And I have settled on specific things to celebrate each month that I am going to share as the months go by. But with two overarching things that I want to celebrate all year, because I believe that all of the celebration would just be tinsel on a dead Christmas tree if I don't start with these two things. And I say that because our Christmas tree is just about dead, but I'm just not ready to take it down yet. So the first thing that I will celebrate is the Lord. I want my heart to be like one of those angelic beasts in the book of Revelation that just stand there in the courts of heaven screaming, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And everybody knows it. And then all the kings who are sitting around throw their crowns before the Lord because he is due all the honor. And that's what I want to be going on in my heart all day every day this year and moving forward. The Lord gives me a crown, a crown of honor, a crown of his choosing me, and I throw it back at his feet because I only want my authority to point to his. I want to magnify the Lord like David urges us in Psalm 34. And guess what? When we turn our face to him and magnify him, the promise is that he is looking back at us. His face is turned to us so that our face becomes radiant. And I look at the year that just happened to us. There were times that found me sobbing my heart out on my knees in my garden because I thought I would have to leave it or because I just wasn't sure how my husband would be able to go on in this much pain. There were times that I choked back dry heaves of anxious nausea because I literally could not see the end of the tunnel. But then I see where the Lord met me there also. While I was sobbing in my backyard, gagging on the uncertainty, I see how he provided for us, how he moved on the people in our lives to bolster us up. I see how he gave Matt a settled peace so that my heart had room to storm 
and there was a lot of storming going on in my heart. I see how the Lord gave me room and freedom to grieve so that I could move it through and make room for celebration. I am going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise this year. It is my decision to celebrate the Lord. And then secondly, I will celebrate me. Now, I know that can sound super arrogant, but it's not. In fact, how dare I not celebrate the body, the soul, the heart and desires and giftings that have been so freely given to me? I'm not done growing. I'm probably not done sinning. Maybe, but probably not. I know this. But I also look back at these last years and I can see how I clung to the hand of Jesus and chose to put one foot in front of the other. Every day this summer, I worked out there in my vegetable garden that I wasn't sure I'd be here to harvest because I didn't know if we would be able to afford the rent that long. But I remember deciding that whoever had this house in August was going to have tomatoes, dang it. So I planted seeds and I weeded as the Lord planted seeds and weeded in my own heart as I was choking on the very real possibility that on paper, it really could all end up looking like a big waste. And after months, this spring and summer of feeling uncertain and like a big fat fake, I plugged this microphone into this dinky computer and locked myself out here in our drafty laundry room to record what the Lord has done. Nobody did it for me. I did it. And I did it so that maybe someone else out there choking on their own uncertainty could hear it and discover that there is hope available for them too. And whether or not anyone ever hears it, what is significant to me and what I will celebrate is that I didn't listen to all the why nots. I will celebrate this year that Matt and I have been seeing an amazing counselor for a little over a year now who has helped us to just smash through so much nonsense that we were believing about ourselves and each other. I will celebrate that and that because of this counseling, we have entered into some of the deepest, most honest conversations as of yet in our marriage and popped out the other side closer and more real in our relationship. And I will celebrate this home, this little home of promise that we waited so long for, all snuggly and sweet, falling apart. Yeah, it's tiny, but hey, that made it easy to furnish. And now I have to be a minimalist, so that's cool. And it takes about 30 seconds to heat it, so that's cheap. And I will celebrate the view out the windows of constantly producing farmland. Here in Watsonville, just like in our hearts, Things still do grow in winter. We just have to change the expectation of the crops. Okay, so here is how this is going to go down. Each month of this year, I will share with you what it is that we have decided to celebrate. And I'm going to let you know how we are celebrating that as a family and what we are learning through it. Um, but for now, I want to leave you with this. You are worth celebrating. The Lord celebrates over you. And I do believe that this year of celebration is for more than just us. So if you want to steal my word of the year, go for it. More power to you. Or if you have another word for your year, I want to hear that too. 
I want to know what it is that you are going after, putting one foot in front of the other for, planting in faith, whatever analogy you want to use for it, I want to stand for with you in it. So pop over to our Facebook group. It's called The Unshaken Society or DM me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and tell me your word because I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited for 2019. It's going to rock, my friends. Um, And so come share it with me. Okay, that's it for today. You are fantastic. You totally rule. I'll be back soon. All right, friends, that's it for now. But I would love to interact with you and get to know you more. So come find me on Facebook or Insta. Let's hang out. If you loved this episode, give it a like or a share or both. And be sure to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find us and be part of the fun. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back soon with more Unshaken Rain.